If you're tired of these promos, regular supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv and sign up for Patreon or Subscribestar at any level. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of June 7th, 2020. The podcast that takes the church by storm. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's abbreviate the news of the bogus. We're seeing all sorts of issues with government regulations during COVID-19 and how they basically make sure that we're all screwed if anything unexpected happens. We've covered several on this podcast, and here's one more. The fragility of the meat supply chain. Trump helped marginally with an executive order permitting meat plants to stay open, but it's still the case that infected people aren't allowed to work there for fear they'll contaminate the meat supply. So their output has been greatly diminished. Never fear, however. There are plenty of small farmers and independent ranchers who can step up and cover the shortfall. The problem is... Federal laws, regulations, and bureaucratic requirements mean that hardly any of these will ever reach consumers. The main culprit is the Wholesome Meat Act, passed in 1967, that requires commercially available beef and pork products to be processed in USDA-inspected facilities. It applies to both meat shipped across state lines and meat processed and sold within a state, which they're not supposed to be able to do under the Commerce Clause. So if you're a small rancher who wants to sell some beef to a local store, then you have to follow the same rules as a giant slaughterhouse shipping massive amounts of beef across the country. In other words, the law actually favors the big meat suppliers and inhibits the smaller ranchers, as is the case with pretty much every regulation on the books. That's bad enough when things are going well. When there's a shortfall and the big producers can't produce enough, it could be disastrous. This isn't even a one-off issue. If a single plant has an infection of E. coli or salmonella, it could cut off a major portion of the country's meat supply. The Wholesome Meat Act was an amendment to the Federal Meat Inspection Act of 1906, passed by those who thought Upton Sinclair's The Jungle was actually pretty good journalism. In fact, these laws have been responsible for pretty much all of the food safety issues we've experienced in the last century, as well as massive consolidation of the industry. Large meat producers cover 80% of the beef market and 70% of the pork market. For years, the Prime Act has been introduced in Congress and subsequently languished in committee with nothing being done about it. This short bill would allow small local growers to sell meat within their own state outside of the onerous USDA system, subject to state law, and sold to consumers and restaurants within the state. But even then, there would still be limits. You can see the effects of COVID on meat supplies at some restaurants such as Wendy's who have scaled back on the burgers they offer to consumers. Even if the Prime Act passed, since Wendy's is a national chain that ships its meat across state lines, there's no room for the little guy there. As usual, regulation has not made us safer. All it's done is eliminate competition, raise prices, and made an inflexible market ready to collapse at the first sign of trouble. One thing that could make the difference is food irradiation if environmental wackos didn't lose their panties every time someone tried to do it. The FDA considers it to be an additive instead of a process, which is insane, and the USDA permits it only in limited situations. The free market has solutions. Government is the reason they're not in place. Ad 
ads are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself? It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit, and so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency, with no middleman taking a cut. Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now. Quick Pricey when we say liberals in this country, we generally mean progressives and those who lean progressive, which of course was a movement that developed out of eugenics. Their policies, including minimum wage, social security, and welfare, are intended specifically to marginalize blacks and other undesirables to keep them from participating equally in society. After World War II, when eugenics was completely trashed as an intellectual position, they didn't change their policies, only their rhetoric. They've had to make it look as though they're the friend of black people, and what they're really trying to do is take care of them, which any thinking person can see as being patronizing at best. This study from Yale University published last year in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology shows that when white liberals speak to minorities, they change their vocabulary to make themselves appear less competent, whereas white conservatives do not. As the study says, quote, They patronize minorities stereotyped as lower status and less competent. Although Republican candidates did not significantly shift language based on audience racial composition, Democratic candidates use less competence-related language to minority audiences than to white audiences. They started off by looking at presidential campaign speeches from Democrats and Republicans and followed it up with email exchanges among volunteers. Sometimes the person believed they were conversing with a person with a stereotypical white name like Emily, other times with a stereotypical black name like Lakeisha. White liberals may indirectly express a patronizing form of bias in their responses to outgroup members by drawing on negative status-slash-competent stereotypes about blacks. That is, with the best of intentions, seeking to affiliate with a black interaction partner, white liberals may unwittingly draw on negative stereotypes, dumbing themselves down in a likely well-meaning, folksy, but ultimately patronizing attempt to connect with the outgroup. Now here's the really dumb part of the study. White conservatives, on the other hand, should be less motivated to affiliate interracially so they would not bother to match themselves to their stereotypic expectancies about their outgroup partners in an attempt to get along. Wait a minute. The fact that conservatives spoke the same way to blacks as they did to everyone else means that they're more racist? Huh? I don't get how that part escaped peer review. I guess the idea that conservatives don't see them as being less competent, or maybe don't even see blacks as an outgroup at all, just isn't a possibility. Yeah, no, it's these good, compassionate liberals who are the non-racists, because they actually care enough to pander and reduce their vocabulary so they can make a connection with these dumb blacks. 
Maybe the study's authors should check their own bias. Either way, stop believing liberals when they harp on and on about how compassionate they are. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.bogosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home. And don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. Of course, liberals are always ready to virtue signal to show how wonderful they are, and that includes piling on anyone who seems to be a Trump supporter, even though they apparently have the research skills of a dyslexic desert mole. Not only the Twitter mob, but also several journalists jumped on the bandwagon to call for the boycott of fast food chain Wendy's in the wake of an article which claimed that their CEO donated half a million dollars to Trump's re-election campaign. There's just one problem. Wendy CEO Todd A. Penagor never did any such thing. David Leavitt is an award-winning media journalist, I know because it says so on his Twitter profile, who wrote, Well, poop emoji. Looks like Wendy supports dictator Trump. Shame I can never eat there again. I really enjoyed the four for four dollars. Wendy supports a man, in scare quotes, who supports turning the military on us and systemic racism. For another example, Tyrone Finesse tweeted, Wendy's is supporting Trump? I'm not buying a nugget, frosty, nothing. F. Wendy's. It was also reported completely credulously by news outlets such as Business Insider and blogs such as Truthout. Some even went so far as to urge protesters to loot and vandalize Wendy's restaurants. The actual donor was James Bodenstedt, CEO of Muico, a company that owns some Wendy's franchises as well as those of other chains. But liberals have never given any real indication that they know how this business stuff works. Also, the campaign donation, as is typical of such things, wasn't so much about Trump being a great guy as it was about having an advisory role in reopening the country. Your basic cronyism that happens no matter which party is in power. What exactly they want Wendy's to do about it is unclear, but if nothing else, it should make you leery of the donor lists the left keep insisting that we need. They apparently want a hit list of people they can bully, intimidate, and even vandalize just for supporting the wrong politician. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. 
And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to foretaste this week's biggest bogan emitter. And it's another one for California. We've been covering at length the myths around the reopening of the country, and in particular that doing so would just mean another hideous wave of death and misery. Why it hasn't happened that way with other countries that reopened weeks ago, like Denmark and Austria, and why it didn't even happen in countries that never closed, like Sweden and Thailand, is a question they just don't want to seem to acknowledge. So California, in anticipation of additional COVID cases, increased their health response to new cases, which probably makes sense, but they also ordered hospitals to shut down other procedures, which makes no sense. As we covered in the last edition, setting up new rooms, purchasing new equipment, and all the other things they have to do cuts into the budget, which they make up for by providing other procedures. But the ban on these procedures have cut the hospital revenues in half. As a result, several hospitals in California have been driven close to bankruptcy, with losses around $14 billion and thousands of healthcare workers laid off. All for a surge of coronavirus cases that never even happened. Okay, you don't want to underprepare. I get that. But you still need to have a lick of sense in your head. I mean, this has affected poor and disabled patients, Medicare patients, and all sorts of others, not to mention the hospital workers who are now out of a job. The effect we talked about last time? California has taken it to ridiculous proportions, choosing not to listen to the dozens if not hundreds of experts who keep saying not to shut down other services. They chose instead to listen to fear-mongers in the news media who were not only predicting a second wave, but predicting that it would be worse than the first one somehow. And they're still predicting that it'll happen. And, I mean, maybe it will, although it'll probably be more of a creep than a wave, but not to the extent that they'll need to send hospitals into bankruptcy and drive healthcare workers to the unemployment line. I mean, SARS-CoV-2 is going to be around for a while, at least until we get a vaccine. But as we said over and over again, the more healthy people build up in immunity, the better it will be for everyone. So all of that makes the state of California this week's biggest bogan emitter. I want to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. 
To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one -on -one customer service. Go to Firmu, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot Bogosity dot TV anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmu dot Bogosity dot TV. And now let's hyperconvolve this week's Idiot And this week, it's the Minneapolis Police Department. For those of you who have been living under a rock, George Floyd, a black man, was blatantly murdered by Officer Derek Chauvin on video. Cue protests, riots, and all sorts of things that are bound to make a difference this time, really. Not, you know, like radical notions such as police accountability. But that lack of accountability should be seen as the foremost issue here, because it turns out Chauvin had over 19 confirmed complaints of violence and abuse of power. He was involved in several police shootings and has been subject to Minneapolis Civilian Review Authority and Office of Police Conduct on 10 occasions. Another officer featuring prominently in the video, mostly trying to protect Chauvin's identity from the cameras, was Officer Tu Thao, who settled an excessive force lawsuit in 2017 for $25,000. It was pretty horrific. The event, which was caught on video, shows Thao punching, kicking, and kneeing a man he had no probable cause to suspect of anything, while the man was handcuffed. Attorney Seth Leventhal said, Seeing that horrific video begs the question, what did the police do internally in response to the 2017 incident? What happened back in 2017 was a pretty serious incident that made no headlines at all. Thao took the man directly to jail from hospital in his underwear and destroyed the hospital discharge papers. And what did they do? Nothing. There is no record of any disciplinary action against either of them and the Minneapolis PD isn't responding to press requests for Chauvin's full service record. Now, maybe the MPD couldn't just fire Derek Chauvin. Police unions, like so many other government sector unions, are infamous for putting in labor laws that make it next to impossible to fire bad cops, just like they make it impossible to fire abusive and pedophilic teachers. But it doesn't seem like they even tried. They knew they had a violent killer on their police force and did nothing. Maybe if they'd actually held Chauvin accountable, Floyd would still be alive today. But as we've seen all too clearly over the history of this podcast, this is not about protecting and serving. This is about power and authority. And that always attracts narcissists and psychopaths. So all of that makes the Minneapolis Police Department this week's Idiot Extraordinary! 
Well, that wraps up this sizzling steak and bootleg gin edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please keep this podcast going by subscribing and supporting in one of several different ways you can find at donate.bogosity.tv, including PayPal, cryptocurrency, or subscribing at Patreon or Subscribestar to listen early and ad-free. Also, please come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or rant. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Radley Balco. Law enforcement interests may occasionally come up short on budgetary issues, but legislatures rarely, if ever, pass new laws to hold police more accountable, to restrict their powers, or to make them more transparent. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. Ads are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself? It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit, and so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency, with no middleman taking a cut. Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now.